You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast. G'day, my name is Margie Thorpe. You are listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 on your dial. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Haig for short, a housing group for older people run by elders. Present Raise the Roof. We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right. You're listening to Raise the Reef on 3CR 855 on the AM dial. And my name is Fiona. I'm from Housing for the Aged Action Group. And I'm joined in the studio today by Pam and Leonie. Hi, Fiona. Hi, Fiona. So today we're going to be talking about the federal election, um, which is coming up on the 18th of May. And we have um, in the studio, we have Leonie with us. Leonie has just started working with us on a um, national project that Jeff Feidler has been working on for a while now. And that is around um, establishing a network of older people across the country. So, Leonie, do you want to tell us a little bit about about the network? Yes, our network is called NASH, which stands for the National Alliance of Seniors for Housing. And we are, as you said, a national um, group. We're we're the, the lived experience component of a much bigger project which Jeff is running, which is the Ageing on the Edge Older Persons Homelessness Prevention Project, which is a bit of a mouthful. But um, as with all projects, it's, you know, it's essential to have a lived experience um, component, which feeds two ways, really. It feeds up and in, informs the project, but it's also a, a, a fantastic opportunity for people to uh, share their experiences of housing, what I call housing distress, yeah. which is a full range of issues to do with housing problems with seniors. Yeah. Oh. So what sort of things are you hearing about from older people as you speak to them from across the country? Oh, it's pretty devastating, really. It's... Um, uh, the full range of people who who have retired without having paid out their mortgages and who are desperately looking for people to share their houses so that they can pay their mortgages. Um, then you've got, you know, the people who largely, through the network, largely we're encountering the stories of women, some men, but it's largely women, who because of um, gender inequity of lifetimes earnings and are retiring or, or getting to an age where they can't work because of illness and they are finding themselves not able to afford rents. Um, and really, the, the, the statistics are showing the great rate of homelessness in this, age, in this group of women, older women. Yeah. yeah. Are you seeing any differences amongst different states? Uh, uh, is it noticeable, say, is it the same in Victoria as it is in other oh, places? It's really regional and there's all these different factors in play, like uh, how big the Airbnb market is in an in area, like the... The Northern Rivers and Queen, uh, Southern Queensland area is really badly affected by large numbers of the original housing stock that was for, traditionally for rentals has gone over to Airbnbs. So they're alienated permanently from um, the rental market. That's yeah. affected Hobart and Northern Rivers, Southern Queensland particularly badly. Yeah. Uh, but then you've got differences with Victoria where you've got HAG, which is 
having done research nationally, it really became apparent to me how important HAG is. You don't get the same stories in a Victoria that you're getting in, like, say, Queensland, where I've done research, where people have got nowhere to go, they don't know where to go. Older women on disability pensions sleeping in their cars and they don't even have an, an intake worker. You know, they don't even know that they're, they're eligible to talk to somebody. It's yeah. just quite mm. shocking. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so um, do you think that there's the groups, obviously you're listening to different people's stories as you, as they, I guess they call, are they calling in or how do you find, how do you well, find Well, we have an organising committee and we have a monthly meeting where we are all on the telephone, about 10, 10 to 12 of us in the organising committee. Oh, wow. And um, I, I'm always, I'm, I'm interviewing people in, in, from within the group. I interview them, their own stories. Um, uh, so, because I've only been doing it for a short amount of time, I haven't really run out of uh, material in my in in the, the smaller organising committee. But uh, certainly, we're reaching out to our larger group. So we have the, the network of people who just receive the newsletters and are, are um, asked to contribute. So yeah, how many people are on the network all up outside the organising committee? Uh, I think about oh, it's hard. I haven't actually counted them to be honest because it's growing. I think there's about maybe. 70 something wow. like that so there's heaps yeah. and and the purpose of of the group is is not just to tell the stories it's also to advocate yes. politically so yes. so what what are the sort of things that the group are asking for oh they're really keen on action they wanted to go to parliament before the election but we couldn't do that because uh, you know we didn't know when the parliament was, was going to um uh, when they were going to call the election and parliament would close yeah so we couldn't we're, going, we're planning on an, an action with people from each state um, uh, going to Parliament when it sits after the election. Yeah. But we've also letter writing campaigns um, uh, and just also, it's also about support. It's about because all of the people who are on the organising committee are amazing and they're all there because they want to do things. Yeah. And so it's about me getting feedback to everybody else about what other people are doing. Yeah. So it's a, not a, I don't want to say a support group, but it's a, it's an, affirmation group in some ways yeah, yeah. yeah. so they're with like-minded people they're yeah. hearing that they're st they're not alone out there yep. there's stories happening all over yep. the country yeah so mm. in what well, pam what are you going to say uh, i was just going to ask um how do you reach the rural areas leone um well we do have people on the organizing committee who are in the rural areas they're mm -hmm. not just the major cities at all mm -hmm. we've got people in rural um new south wales and as i said from southern rivers northern rivers area um, we the the areas where we don't have anybody from is Tasmania. We're yet to get an organising committee member from Tasmania, which we're working on. Um, but back to your question about rural areas, it's always very difficult to um, reach people in rural areas. Mm. And also in our age, the age group we're talking about, the, the 50 pluses, there is a large amount of people who have got not the sort of double whammy of not being able to afford um, technology, but also not necessarily be very computer literate. Mm. So my, I'm trying to reach people, and I'm still I do mail outs. You know, I still right, mail right. people hard copies who can't, you know, access. I think that's things. important yeah. for our age group. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. digital divide of just the people in the country just having really crappy internet. Net, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm. So it, back to the political question, um, you said that the group are really keen to act. Are there particular? Do they have? I know that you've been looking at the major parties' policies around housing and older people. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about about what you've found so far? 
Yeah, well, it's interesting that just from my own reading, um, reviewing all the policies of the just the three major parties, which is the Coalition, the Greens and the Labor Party, um, to be honest, uh, not much work, not much work to be done looking at the the, the uh, policies of the the government, the ruling government, because they don't have any, basically. Um, and it's really interesting reading, just in terms of uh, the, their whole focus, looking at their policies. This is just what's up on their web page under their 2019 election policies, is that they they have nothing about housing at all, let alone anything for um, the homelessness crisis and the, in older people. But they like to use words like keeping Australia safe, respect, using words like our heritage, which frankly I think is just dog whistling. Um, you know, just, anyway, it's really interesting reading, and there's nothing mm-hmm. to be found. Yeah, I do know in, they do have the the policy of um, the one policy which is existing, which is the, uh, the oh I can't remember. I'm always forgetting what it's called. Where they and they support bo- it's the bond aggregate market oh, yeah. policy. That's yeah, the yeah. only mm, one they mm, have, mm. which is quite controversial because it's really got nothing to do with public housing or social housing. Yeah, no, and and it's for uh, only for a certain kind of people. You know, like, yeah, it's not it's not for everybody. No. It's just for the people that that have that ability to have that. You know, yes, but, yeah. yes. It's, I don't know that it's even affordable. I don't no, have no. affordability issues with no. that. And then looking at the Labor Party. Um, they just, in the last, well, as part of this election campaign, they released a new strategy, which is to build 250,000 new affordable rental homes over the next 10 years. Yep. Um, and they do specify that that is a, a prioritises groups at risk, people experiencing homelessness um, and people, and it's about long-term stable uh, accommodation. So right. good tenure they're talking about. But this is public-private um, government uh, initiative. This is not social housing, and it's not public right. housing. Mm. They also, um, and they don't. I suppose by saying experiencing homelessness, they and high pro, and high risk groups, they are uh, talking about older people without specifically mentioning that. You, I think you could make that inference. But, so, mm. so that they they do have a commitment for two hundred and fifty thousand. Yes. What they're calling twenty. Afo- yeah, twenty five thousand a year. They're saying. Oh, right. So then that's what they're calling affordable housing, but it might be something, for example, giving money to community housing providers. Is that is that what you're getting at, or? Yes, but I don't even think that necessarily means that it could it could be other models. Yeah, they haven't specified it. It could yeah. be models where they're paying, um, you know, corporate interest to build houses and saying that you have to make them available for so many years. You know, it could be yeah. any of those like, things. Like yeah. the national rental affordability, affordability. scheme. Yeah, yes. yeah. and yeah. people have said it's no different from that. Yeah. Mm. But without detail, you can't really make assumptions. Sure. Um, and the, but the second big thing that the Labor government have said they a, a Labor government would do is to um, neg- to remove negative um, gearing, and uh, that the the differences there will it will I think feed through free to up. the whole market. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and have you looked at the Greens policies? Yes. At all? Well, the Greens policy is. Beautiful reading. <laughs> they have a, I think it's a long-standing statement that they have on their website that it's not necessarily been newly released for this election, but they have the most, you know, really, really in-depth two-page um, platform for housing, and and the, the backbone of their housing strategy is public housing and social housing. Right. You know, 
they yeah. really they're the only major party that acknowledge that public housing and social housing are vital to any housing mix that's going to fix the the housing crisis we're having with low income Australians. Yeah. So um, the housing for the aged has just put out a um, a bit of a checklist around these things, um, and they will that will be in Leone's newsletter that's going out nationally. And the three things that we're asking for um, to be considered around older people and housing. Um, is to address the homelessness and rising housing stress issue by a major investment in affordable housing. The second thing we're calling on politicians to do is to address the poverty amongst older people who are on Newstart by supporting the Raise the Rate um, campaign. And the third thing that we're asking for is to provide appropriate support um, services for older people to navigate the housing health and aged care systems. And you mentioned earlier, Leonie, the importance of having HAG in Victoria, um, which is a place where people can go to find out about their housing options and also more recently about potentially their aged care options as well. But in other states, that's not the case and the system's quite complex and people might find it difficult. So one of the things that we're calling from through our national project is the Seniors Housing Gateway Initiative. And there's a bit of information on our website about what that would look like. And we'd really like it if governments could support that. Um, so if you go to our website, you can see, um, and this will go, be going out, as you say, in hard copy as well, Leonie, for those that don't have the internet, um, that yes, the Greens are supporting 500,000 new public and community homes as part of their housing policy. Labor's supporting 250,000 new affordable rental homes. We're not sure if that's a public-private mix or exactly what that looks like. And there's been no commitments at all from the coalition about um, the affordable housing issue. Well, no acknowledgement that it exists. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a priority. We can safely say that. Yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we can say that. Yeah. Um, in terms of addressing the poverty for people on Newstart, um, and that's a lot of people who are on Newstart, people might not realise this, they're in, their, they're in their 60s, a lot of them. Well, can yeah. I just add to that? Yeah. That something that is truly shocking is the number of people on Newstart over 50 who had had to stop work because of illness. Yeah. Um, they... They are not well enough to work yeah. and yet they are forced to live on Newstart and they're forced to, to do all the compliances, what, what is that called, the, um, you know, where you have Mutual to, obligation. Mutual yeah, obligation. Yeah. Yeah. When a lot of these people are struggling with, like, fibromyalgia was recently removed off the list of things that you could go on to disability pension for. You know, these people can't even get out of bed, yeah. let alone, you know, go down the, the doll office with their mutual obligation obligation requirements and just and this is a big issue with uh, homeless women is uh, not being able to work not being able to get work and being having to live on that tiny amount of money which as the Anglicare Australia research um, their annual snapshot of rental affordability in Australia which came out on the 28th well it's about the 28th of March it's taken on the 28th of March it just came out last week um that there are two properties across the entire country that are affordable for a single person on Newstart. Yeah. So affordability is deemed as being no more than 30% of your income. Two properties. And they are not in any major city. They're in depressed rural areas where there's no work. Yeah. So you're... So what two people will get a place to live to look for work in a town when there is no work and then presumably everybody else has to live in their car 
in a major city looking for work. Yeah, it's a catch twenty two. What catch are they supposed 22. to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kafkaesque, so, as I call it, it is. It is. Mm. And and in terms of the women that you're hearing from as well, it's funny that you mentioned fibromyalgia because our retirement housing worker also says that she's hearing from a lot of people who are suffering from that chronic illness, and and it really is very debilitating. Yes, um, but it's not recognised. So it did used to be. Yeah, it was removed. Right, and yeah. maybe that's why we're seeing so many people. Yes. It would be interesting to track that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But why was it removed? That's the whole thing. Oh, well, because they're trying to find ways to... To um, get, get, get people, people off, off disabilities. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, well, it's extraordinary. There is literally, it's, it's literally extraordinary, the people who cannot get disability. I think people don't realise how very difficult it is. And it's a real oh, it is. It's really hard, yeah. yeah. My personal experience was I, I have narcolepsy mm-hmm. and... Um, um, the fellow that interviewed me at Centrelink looked up narcolepsy in the dictionary and it said uh, lots of sleep attacks and he said, oh, no, that's not considered a disability. So <laughs> Very I went back scientific. To my, went back to the doctor and the doctor said, well, you've got sleep apnea. Phew. I'll put that down, Put go back. When As soon as I said I had sleep apnea as well, which is not as bad as the narcolepsy, no. um, put me on a disability pension. Recognised. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you're listening to 3CR on 855 AM um, and we're in the studio with Pam and Leone. We're just going to go to a little announcement right now and then we'll be right back. Rumination, 3CR's Rooming House and Homeless Persons Issues Program featuring information on health and housing services as well as live local guests, artists, and performers from our unsung community. Join us at 12pm on Thursday on 3CR 855am. Welcome back. Uh, We're here in the studio with Pam and Leonie and we're talking about the upcoming federal election. Um, So the other thing that I wanted to mention that's part of our platform is the um, appropriate support services for older people to navigate the housing system. Um, And unfortunately, none of the parties have got anything um, in their policy platforms about that, although the coalition has funded the Service Navigator trials, which we're lucky to be a part of. Um, do you have any comments about, about the need for that sort of service, Leonie, from what you've been hearing from across the country? Well, my main experience outside of Victoria was in the Northern Rivers, um, Southern Queensland area. And um, I met, I did research, I did, my, uh, I did a thesis on um, housing distress in women over 50 who were experiencing those problems for the first time in their lives. And so I met different women in Queensland and I I was not not naive, but I was still, I was imagining that everybody had the same services as Victoria. This is before I was working at HAG. Yeah. And I was just simply shocked that these women, I just sort of thought maybe it was their competence in terms of um, dealing with bureaucracy that they... Or that they, or certainly that they weren't physically able to uh, go in and, and see intake workers or whatever it was. But I, then I found out that there was only two people, ATCH workers for the entire region, none of them who were anywhere near this area that's particularly experiencing high rates of homelessness, yeah. one of the highest rates in Australia, which is around the border of um, Queensland and New South Wales. Yeah. And 
there's just nobody, literally nobody there. So for those that don't know, ACH is the Assistance with Care and Housing Sorry. Program. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and that's, a, that's what we're funded to deliver, which yes. is that um, it's a it's a basically an outreach service, which means that people who don't um, know how to access housing or other services can be linked in through kind of strong advocacy and also um, semi casework type um, services. And we are lucky in Victoria because we do have more of those types of services than any other state, including the access and support program, which no other state has either. But you've also, people in Victoria have got HAG, so yes. if you can't find somebody, you ring HAG, yes, and they and will do that help. for you. Yeah. yeah. Whereas um, on, you know, people I was talking to, they just had, they'd given up. Yeah. Yeah. And and nowadays, because of the work that Jeff's been doing and yourself has been doing, we are getting calls from interstate, and they are saying, oh, can you tell me about what services are available in our area, and and where can we go to find help? And unfortunately, we just we don't have the same networks. We don't know, um, which is why why we're trying to get. Um, this seniors housing gateway concept up in every state so that doesn't matter where you live you should be able to yeah and imagine how great it would be to have like a one-stop shop in every major city and regional center that says if you're an older person and you need to find help with anything at all particularly housing or aged care or health services you can go somewhere and find Face-to-face, I think, is really important as well because, unfortunately, um, lots of things are going online these days and that's not that great for Mm. older people. No. When you're in that situation, face-to-face is really important because you've got the person in front of you knowing, you know, you know that there's somebody there that you're asking for help and they're going to listen to you. Yes. Well, it's completely different circumstance. Let's say you're a woman sleeping in her car in, you know, Mullumbimby and the only person who she... She can. Who she's supposed to talk to is in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. it's just it's just appalling, really. Yeah, it is. Yeah, in this day and age, it is. And given really the is. demographics that there's going to be, you know, this out older age group are getting larger and larger. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of what you can do if you would like to get involved in some political action around these issues, we actually have a um, retirement. Housing Day of Action coming up on the day before the election, (laughs) which is the 17th of May. Um, And so the target for this is for people that live in retirement housing. That includes caravan parks or um, residential parks, um, retirement villages, independent living units, that style of housing. And it's to raise the um, raise the awareness again of the need for improved services like housing. Um, sorry, uh, ombudsman's and and you know re- resolution to disputes because we think that it's since the state election um, it's dropped off the radar a little bit. Yeah. So so and you you would know that Pam living yes, in retirement housing. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the two kind of messages that we're we're doing is. Um, People that are living in retirement housing have made posters and it says, I still need a retirement housing ombudsman because... And then you can write the reason that you think a retirement housing ombudsman is important. And the second message is, I wish my retirement housing manager did something. <laughs> so, I'm not, I'm what, not what, that <laughs> what would you say to that? Pat, Are you um, allowed to say that over the radio? No, I don't think so. No. No. Well, um, it can be it can be anonymous, and that raises a good point because exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah a yes. lot of people might not be comfortable. We to can have make their... a placard that goes over our head or something. That's right. Yeah. So what we were going to do with that is for um, we can post you out a, an actual poster. Fantastic. Or you can um, or you can email, if you've got an email you can print it yourself whatever and then you write what you want to write on the thing and then 
get your friend to take a photo or you take a selfie if you know how to do that or you can come into the office on the day of the 17th which is a Friday and we will take photos with you because it is a bit awkward for a lot of people in retirement housing and downright dangerous in some situations yeah. to, to speak out, we yeah. don't expect people to do it if they don't feel comfortable. And also you can cover your face if you want to yeah. be anonymous. No, no, I was just joking. No, but I, I go do. go to the Armadale Railway ski, Station Put a ski mask there. on. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think it is a valid point though. Lots, lots of people are really worried about getting bullied by their managers and they don't want to have their, their faces there. But you can do it with a group of friends. And they're scared of being... Um, homeless too. That's true. You know, like yeah. you know, they don't realise that um, you know th- these situations can't put you out on the street, but they they feel that because some of them have been in that experience and uh, they don't want to go back to it. So yeah. they, you know, oh, don't don't want to make waves, don't yeah. want to do anything, you know. But we do need, we definitely need an ombudsman. And you know, Bill Shorten, if you're listening, you promise me, uh, you know, <laughs> if you get in, I'm going to be on your doorstep As you asking. Should be. <laughs> it's all part of the same environment whereby renters, younger renters, you know, they were. The environment is that you have to be quiet yes. to yes. stay where you are. So you're intimidated it's, out it's of it. It's in part of a long culture of anti-rental culture. Renters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and so hopefully um, you will be interested in doing this. And if you are interested, um, you can give our office a call and ask for the other Fiona, Fiona Waters, um, and we can we can get that together. So that's pretty exciting, hey? Yeah. And yeah. And are they having places all over Melbourne too? They're, they're yeah. sites all over Melbourne? Well, we're hoping that people will do it wherever they are. Yeah, so in yeah. the villages that they live in or Excellent. in the library or the cafe or wherever they want. Yeah, just gather a bunch of friends. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, write yeah. your message and send it in to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the, we're almost run out of time, but the other thing that I wanted to quickly mention um, is something about the rental reforms that mm-hmm. have been happening. So you might remember that last year the Victorian government passed a whole bunch of changes to the rental laws um, and a lot of them are not coming into place until 2020. However, um, there has been some that have come in in the start of April and the most important one for HAG members and for people that live in residential parks and caravan parks is the compensation provisions for people um, if the caravan park closes. So now if a park closes and the park owner also owns the land, they will have to apply to VCAT for orders about how much compensation they have to pay to the residents who have to leave. And the compensation should cover um, the cost of either relocating the dwelling or the lost value of the dwelling if it can't be relocated because, as we know, a lot of these relocatable dwellings aren't that movable in reality. Yes, that yeah. will make a, Just a few people I spoke to when I was doing my initial research at yeah. HAG, I was shocked at the situation that people were in who had wanting to leave residential uh, villages for whatever reason. Yeah. On, and it was just it was just mind-blowing that it was legal, what was happening to them. That's right. <laughs> well, well, one example was a chap that um, wanted to get out and they said, well, you can move your thing out, but they built a big fence and a gate around that you couldn't get the relocatable reloc- reloc- out. There you go. Mm. So this now, this has come into place a little bit earlier than the rest of the rest legislation. Of it, yeah. yeah. So that yeah. means that, um, of course, it is a little bit complicated. So if your park is closing, if you're listening and you're, you know that your park's going to close, give HAG a call and we can talk to you. This is um, not legal advice. <laughs> no, no, this is just a radio show. Um, but yeah, we can talk you through the compensation process and make sure that you get everything that you're entitled to. So that's pretty good news. Um, the other thing that's happened is that there's now long-term leases um, for um, landlords and tenants if they'd like to have it. And we know that, um, that a lot of our members prefer longer leases, um, gives them more security of tenure. Mm. And also um, 
you know, that's something that I guess some landlords want as well. But it is a little bit complicated. We are supportive of it in principle, but there are some things that mean that the terms could be a little bit of a worry. So if you are offered a long-term lease and if you're on the pension or a fixed income, you need to understand the implications around repairs and bonds and, and rent increases and things like that. So again, if you are being offered a longer lease, give HAG a call and we can talk you through, um, or another tenant advocate, of course, as well, a tenancy advocacy service. And yeah. is that, Fiona, is that separate from no-cause evictions or is that... Yeah, that's a separate, separate thing, from, yeah. 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 So, yeah, these are, most of the laws are coming into place in 2020, but there's some that have come coming in early. In now. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So we might talk a little bit more about some of those other provisions in our next show because we've completely run out oh. of time. We've mm. been so excited talking about the federal election that we're just all out of time. I can't believe that. I wanted I'd... to talk about rent, rent change. <laughs> we'll have to have you cut back in I'll again, back. Leonie. Yes, you've got such a yeah, good... Come back. Yeah, come back. Come back, Leonie. Pam, if people wanted to get in contact with... Um, Home at Last for tenancy advice or for housing advice or for information about the national um, network? What? How do they do that? They call Home at Last on 1300 765 178. <laughs> okay, so you've been listening to Raise the Roof on 3CR. This is The Hag Show and uh, we'll go out now with a song. See you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.